Maybe that we will do no cold open. We'll be cold open list. This will be our first warm open. Go right no. to the intro. There needs to be a cold open. No, no. Loose, loose concept. Keep it loose, baby. We can do an Easter egg about uh, how this is going to be our best one yet because we're doing it twice or something. Maybe more subtle. Listen, sister, I don't dance. I can't take time out now to learn. Smoke mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. We're more like treasure protectors. Who's scruffy looking? They're going to hate us at the beginning, but we'll get them in the air. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. Joining me today from across the internet is my very esteemed co-host, the one and only Sean Mackey. Sean, what is up? What is up, dude? Things are things are looking up. Um, seeing sort of the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, getting over the hill. <laughs> getting through the river. Mm. We're we're almost there, guys. Stay focused. Stay safe. Shout out to the frontline workers. Thanks for listening to Loose Concept. We'll be back next week with our next episode. That intro (laughs) sounded more like a closing. Maybe I'll just copy, maybe I'll just cut and paste it and put it at the end for the closing. (laughs) Positive vibrations only. No, it was good. It was good. We're getting through life. We're getting through life. Oh, yeah. Thriving. One day at a time. You hear his voice there on the other end of the line, or other very esteemed and distinguished and uh, very notable Loose Concept co-host, the one and only Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, how's it going, dog? What's up, boys? It's going good. Like Sean said, optimistic, feeling good, feeling light, feeling loose. Baseball's coming back. They just announced today, 82-game season. It's going to be short. It's going to be sweet. Wow. Yankees are going to win it all. And, oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh were you talk, are you talking? I don't Sorry. care that you hate it. I don't that care that you hate that. America. Do you think this will help baseball? Do you think they'll continue yes. with the 82-game season? No, I do not. I think it'll help baseball because <laughs> it will make people more engaged. And each game will count more. This is this I is think. what this is what baseball has needed for years to be the only sport on TV that people have no other option to watch anything else. Yes, yes. That's what I think happens during baseball. the World Series too. Or actually, no, I guess not. This is this is their time to shine. Yeah, so uh, I'm really excited about that, and uh, just want you, I just got to tell you guys I'm never gonna record this podcast again after baseball starts. Just to let you know. So. Oh, oh, oh! You're yeah. off the pod. Okay. Psych. Guess it'll be the Elijah and Sean show then. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to drag me out of this podcast. This, po- <laughs> this, this podcast right. will really stretch its wings and soar as soon as we get rid of the dead weight that is Rudy Rudolph. <laughs> Just kidding. Fly. You're an essential member. The people would miss you if you were gone. Full disclosure for the for all the uh, listeners out there. This is actually the second time we're recording this opening. We got about twenty minutes into a podcast recording before we realized a certain member of the pod who will remain unnamed wasn't recording. Yeah, who will remain unnamed. We are not pointing any fingers. I'm actually pointing a finger right now, but you can't see because this is an audio only platform. So you can't see who I'm pointing a finger at. Just a someone. technical difficulty. We don't want to. We don't want to shame anybody. Yes, no it's gonna shame. Be, I can tell no you. Shame on the pod. I've heard. Th- I've heard the beginning of this pod already, and I can tell you, it's going to be really good. Guys. <laughs> oh, this is a. This is an absolute heater. 
first and foremost, <laughs> we get into some very uh, technical discussions um, about the uh, the streaming industry as a whole and a uh, a certain streaming platform that we all use heavily that we're not going to name plug here because they don't pay us to uh, say their name. They, they also deliver your packages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a hint. <laughs> they, uh, yes, they're named after a, uh, a body of uh, flowing water in South America. Yes. Yeah. Wait, that river's in South America, right? It is. It is a, it is a big part of South America. <laughs> okay. I was about, about ready to put this on damage control for next week. You're talking about the Panama Canal? Yes, Panama. Yeah. The noted streaming service that is Panama. Panama Video. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. You love it. Yeah, Shout it's, out Van it's Halen. one of those services that you just, it has a really bad interface, so it's hard to find things, because it shows you the same five TV shows or movies. Yeah. does not have as good of an algorithm as Netflix. Uh, if you want to at me, at me. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> the algorithm I feel like is not good. Um, we can't promote one, Netflix either. They don't sponsor us either. The red, the red streaming service. <laughs> the red one, Redbox. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was I was looking through it the other day and um, thought it might be fun to do a throwback, um, just reality TV show called Survivor. A little a little show called Survivor. You may have heard of it, but yeah, kind of Googled uh, some good seasons. I'm here in Virginia with my whole family, and uh, we are watching season 15. It's a highly mm. rated season. Oh, uh, yes. It takes place in China, so it kind of relates to what we're going through right controversial. now. controversial. Season 15, an old it, classic. It took 14 yeah. seasons for them to get it right, huh? No, there's actually, we're coming up on season 40 is, is filming. What? Probably after all of this. So. Oh, Still working goodness. out the kinks. If you get overwhelmed trying to pick yes. a right season, just Google it. Or uh, direct message me. But yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking when uh, we were watching. When we were watching it, who do you who what what role would you guys kind of? Um, I don't know if you've seen Survivor, but uh, would you be the the leader type? Would you be the vanilla stay in the background type? Yes, I can what? tell you right now. That's what you and me would be, Sean. We would be the friend to all. We would be like, hey, I don't want to do anything to piss anybody off. And we'd <laughs> make too. it all the way to the end. And Elijah Same. would be like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. No. We're going to build some fires over here. We're going to catch some fish and cook them over here. And then we're going to build this thing. And everybody would be like, yeah, 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 thanks. And then two episodes in, they'd be like, okay, yeah. Elijah's way too, he's accumulated way too much power and influence. We got to kick Not him off this all. island. Not That's exactly all. what happened. Everybody could back me up on that. No, it would be like, it'd be like, whoa, this Elijah guy is so cool. We got to keep him around as long as possible. Him on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. everyone uh-huh. be like, Elijah is tight, man. We can't get rid of this dude. He's too incredible. He's too <laughs> too handsome. He's too and, good. And uh, jacked and smart and uh, funny. And uh, we can't afford to lose him this early. So they just like keep me around and then I just linger because mm-hmm. of my... You've never magnetic, watched a show, have you? My magnetic personality. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, right? I don't think that's how it works. They just pick the hottest person, and then they that's the yeah. guy that wins, right? No, that's Bachelorette. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh it's the same thing. I always get those two confused. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelorette and Survivor. Bunch of yeah, people yeah. voting other people They're Exactly off. the same. They're on an yeah. island. I've yeah. never, never seen really The Bachelor, so I don't, don't really have anything, any concept of what that's about. But I think I'd do all right on Survivor. I think I could make it pretty far, if not win it all. What would you put as your little title? The, 
there's a, a funny guy on the show that originally was former model, and then two episodes in, his card changed to bartender. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if either one of those are good. And I put mine down as a podcast host. Podcast, podcast host. host. Social media influencer. Yes, that one too. Social media influencer. Insta-famous. Yeah. Sean, you're, uh, you're going to be influencing a lot of people to get into Survivor, I think. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to push that. Push that show. Um, you know, ten out of you can, ten you would recommend. You want. This Season is where fifteen. <laughs> what did What did you ask? Well, I was just going to announce to the people that this is the moment where we uh, we're making our big announcement that Loose Concept is transitioning into transitioning into be a uh, Survivor rewatch recap podcast. I bet there aren't any of those. Yeah, I don't think there's a single one. We could be the only one. <laughs> Movement I think we're space. gonna we're gonna take that niche. Yeah, but the problem is, as soon as we stop doing movies, then there will be no podcast doing movies since we're the only one that's doing a True. movie podcast. So someone's got to do movies. One. Who thinks? Okay, I just watched forty seasons of Survivor. Like, how many hours is that? It's got to be. Is each episode an hour? There was like five hundred episodes or something. Available. So it's like it's like you know two straight full weeks, twenty four hours a day watching Survivor. Who thinks like? After watching that, like, oh, I, all I w- want to do right now is listen to a podcast about Survivor. <laughs> if you're that kind of person, you should just, like, admit yourself to a mental facility right now because <laughs> that would be crazy. Be I remember my uh, our old RA in college wanted to be on Survivor so bad. Shout out TJ, wherever you are now. Oh, I forgot about that guy. Hope you, uh, hope you Big Teej. Uh, fulfilled your dreams. We didn't get along super well, but... Wish nothing but the best for him, so shouts to him. This has been your trip down memory lane. Yeah, I feel like there are those people in your life that you're like, you would you would do well on this TV show. Yeah, like me. Survivor takes a certain type of personality. It's a different person than Amazing Race, you know? Mm, fact. Which is also available on Panama Video. Panama. To watch. <laughs> Panama. I just think it's I think it's so funny that there are like these shows like The Amazing Race and Survivor that have like hundreds and hundreds of millions of views that I've like never seen a single second of it. It's like how could there be so much so much attention on these shows? It's a that, whole like, subculture you know, you're just not even a part of. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of speaking speaking of subcultures that nobody's a part of, I'm also streaming something <laughs> interesting that I like that you guys make fun of me for. The show Bosch. Also on the not to be named streaming slash panama video stream streaming slash everything delivery service slash space exploration company (laughs) but bosch rocks bosch is like this cool cop show with the guy from uh transformers who says my face is my warrant legend titus his name's titus which is a cool name and he just like goes around doing that character as a cop and he's just like he rules and uh yeah love that show Highly recommend. There's three people in the world that watch it, and Rudy is. What's one your of favorite them. part about that show? Yeah, Rudy? that's true. Uh, my favorite part about the show, Sean, is his house. Um, he's got this dope house overlooking all of Los Angeles, and it's got like all glass windows, but it's on like a hill, so like you probably walk around your house naked, and no one would see you. Ooh. Mm. And it just like looks out over the beautiful LA skyline, and probably in reality, there's just smog blocking it. <laughs> But uh, it's kind of funny because he's a cop. He probably makes like a you know one fifty a year, yeah. and he's in this fifteen million dollar house. <laughs> how how do they explain that in the show? They say they say he wrote this uh, script. Don't spoil be- it. It's like the first episode. They say because they have to explain yeah. it right away. It's like, dude, how did you afford this house? It's like it doesn't make any sense. 
What if so they just like, never brought it up? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're really like the, all the other cops are living in like regular two bedroom homes. And he's like, you guys want to come over for beers? Uh, they say he wrote a script about his time in Afghanistan because he was also a soldier in Afghanistan. And that script, oh. uh, what's it called? The Black Echo, it's called. The Black, the Black Echo. Echo. And uh, that script made him millions of dollars. Wow. Show I feel so like Elijah dumb. and I have to watch this show. It's been Just brought an episode. Up. It's it's like Rudy's quarantine show, and I feel like we need to oh my we need word. to bite the bullet and at least watch a couple episodes. I'll just pick know. one for you guys. I don't know if I could be any further out on Bosch than I currently am. Like I don't even want to think about sitting down to watch a minute. Well, you're of not Bosch. really a TV show guy, right? No, no, I'm not. Not Why, at all. you don't like cop shows? No, unless you hate the police. The, <laughs> well, okay, okay, <laughs> slow your roll. I love the love the police and support the boys in blue. But um, yeah, no, I'm definitely more of a uh, movie guy. What what movie have you been streaming? I'm trying to think of cop shows this week. I've, I haven't really seen that many cop shows, unless you count Magnum PI. Is that a cop show or just like a detective show? Dude, they're detectives. These guys are homicide yeah, detectives. detectives. Yeah, but does he have a mustache and he wears Hawaiian shirts? No. I only watch. Uh, detective shows where the lead detective has a mustache and wears Hawaiian shirts. Elijah, why don't you watch Blue Bloods? That has Tom Selleck. Oh, my grandparents love that show. Was, <laughs> that's funny. I was actually down at my grandparents the other night and they were watching that show as well. <laughs> I think there's, a, the there's an age for you. threshold. You have to be over the age of like 70 to enjoy Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods. <laughs> it's like when it just starts hitting for you. Oh, yeah. This show rules. It so comes I look with forward your to AARP that day. membership. You get yeah. the complete DVD set of Blue Bloods. Enjoy Blue Bloods. But yeah, um, I've been streaming. I mean, my streaming recommendation as an influencer, a social media influencer, I'm going to influence people to stream movies instead. I've been this past week. It was recommended to me by the the streaming service that we shall not name until they cut the check. Bezos, cut us the check. You are. Give us some stock options. Drop the bag. Just like a, a cool a cool mill. That's like nothing. Drop in the bucket. Not a cool mil each. A cool three mil total. One mil <laughs> each for each of us. <laughs> anyway, on that streaming service, they recommended. I used their uh, their incredible algorithm to uh, get a recommendation for Lincoln Lawyer, <laughs> the uh, Matthew Ooh. McConaughey vehicle that sort of launched That's his movie. transitioned his career into more serious uh, things. Some people say it kicked off the. McConaughey sans McConaughey McConaughey yeah but um yeah it was good I like McConaughey he's awesome so but other than that yeah, the, kind movie of... is, the movie is kind of weak so I'll give it a solid <laughs> 6 out of 10 6 out of 10 600 out of 1000 yeah and uh, Matthew McConaughey is the only reason it got that high <laughs> um isn't it I funny like how movie. he like waited years until after Lincoln Lawyer to start repping Lincoln brands it's like <laughs> What was the deal with that? He's like, yeah, Lincoln. Something about Lincoln just is that what is that the cars that he connects. does? Yeah, he does. That's the yeah. cars he does. I, I knew it was it like probably happened after that movie that launched. Was that what? Has it been that long? Yeah, the rolling, the, rolling the booger in the car. Yeah, you guys couldn't see because yeah, you, you doing, don't have the camera. But I was doing he, a hand gesture on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this audio format really, uh, really lends itself to uh, doing Matthew McConaughey in a car silently driving impressions. It's great stuff. Great stuff. This is the Great content stuff. that people needed. You know, I think I think this is already better than the uh, the original episode recorded. Oh, there's Ashley. She's also showing up on the <laughs> yep. screen cam. 
that Sorry. people can't see. So Rudy's wonderful wife. She's going getting a second shout out. Shout out Ashley. Two shout outs shout in out two Ashley. weeks. We love you, Ashley. Two weeks in a row. She's, she's the rock of this podcast. <laughs> the glue. <laughs> the Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Yeah. All right, boys. I think it's about that time. We're going to uh, let's hear the drum roll. You hear him in the background doing the build up. Sean, we're going to let you do the honors of announcing the movie of the week, the feature presentation, the meat and the potatoes of the podcast, what people have been waiting the last, you know, 20 minutes, give or take, to hear. The movie of the week feature is the one and only The Avengers. That's right. Alternately uh, titled Avengers Assemble for distinguishing purposes from the original. Yeah, we're talking the 2012 motion picture that kicked off what has now been come to know, come, which has now, which has had, how would you say that? Which has now come to be known. Which has now come to be known as the MCU. We're talking Avengers Avengers Assemble. I told you guys this last week, I think, or maybe it was off the pod, but the Avengers dropped originally on May 4th, which I think is a funny jab to the Star Wars, Star Wars series. Yeah, And it yeah, still hasn't like... lived up to a single Star Wars movie. Not true. We'll get into that take a little bit later. We're going to start <laughs> off, as we usually do, with discussing our, our favorite things. Start off on a positive note. This is Loose Concept. We're a positive podcast for the people who like to keep the spirits high. Starting off with our favorite slash best slash most enjoyable thing about the movies, going to our leadoff hitter. That's right. He's retained his starting spot, the one and only yes. Rudy Rudolph. Rudy, Yes. what do you think is the best thing about this movie? <laughs> I'm sticking to one. I'm going to talk generally saying that this movie rocks. I'm all in on this movie. I love this movie. Um, I'm going to go nice and tight. Best part about this movie that I love is that Thor versus the Hulk scene, where the fight scene where I think they're on the ship. Which is a, a hilarious piece of machinery that it fly, they fly an aircraft carrier into the sky that's also invisible. Um, but that scene where it's just like you know, to me the Hulk is the best part of this movie. He's just mm. so rad and just you know tearing stuff up. But showing the showing Thor and the Hulk go back and forth and you know with the the hammer like seeing the Hulk interact with Thor's hammer really makes you realize how like how heavy it actually is, right? Yeah. It's super heavy, which doesn't really make sense. <laughs> which doesn't really make sense. It's some kind of material. Well, let's it's not get into the uh, confusing or not making sense parts of the movie. We're talking about best parts of the movie. So you're going to see Hulk v. Thor, a little bit of foreshadowing of Thor Ragnarok and what would happen yes. there. But yeah, first time really seeing a look at the matchup between an unstoppable force and an immovable object. Love it, love it. Yes, that's Ooh. right. Think about it. Hulk is Joker. an unstoppable force. Thor's hammer is the immovable object. Love yeah. it. That's called that's science, great. ladies and gentlemen. We, Loose we concept. Right there. We're science. having a science podcast now. Sean, I'm going to you next. What was your favorite slash best slash whatever you thought was? What's great about this movie for you? Yeah, I liked. I liked the. The character arcs of everyone's kind of starting at the beginning of the movie. This is the first Avengers movie, obviously. Um, so not a lot of these superheroes know each other. 
So I, I liked sort of following along. And um, if you're watching this um, kind of after watching all the other movies, you know, the other 10 movies that have come out in the last <laughs> seven or eight years, it was uh, it was cool to, to go back and see that they were still tr- sort of figuring out each other. And I liked the Iron Man Captain America back when they got along. <laughs> um, that kind of like buddy... Um, buddy cop sort of which one's going to take the leadership role um, yep. so just the characters kind of coming together by the end of the movie um, and the action sequences we're are just definitely getting insane. into the Sean territory of amount of things yeah. <laughs> I figured it since you didn't give me the the starting job from last week it's never going to happen so why bother I'm just right? going to shoot my shot fit in as many as you can <laughs> just rapid fire yeah I mean uh I hate to uh, become too much of a caricature of myself, but uh, for me, the best, anyway. best part... Of, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. For me, the best part of the movie were the uh, wraparound shades that Jeremy Renner is wearing at the end of the movie. There's <laughs> Everybody looks completely normal. They're sending Thor and Loki back to Asgard, but for some reason, Jeremy Renner is just chilling there with the sunglasses on, looking like a baller. It's a great look. I think, he is a baller. Like, ties a bow on the whole movie, wraps it up in a bow. Here it is. There's Jeremy Renner and, and some wraparounds <laughs> crushing it. So that's why we all balance yeah. each other. Elijah's looking at the, yes. the spectacles. We got the someone shades, on that. Man. It's all about the shades. Everyone knows that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sean is right in his uh, in his best thing more than you, Elijah. No offense. Uh, just in that, like, I love watching the characters interact with each other. Like every time Tony Stark makes a joke about, like when he when he calls a uh, Hawkeye Legolas, <laughs> yeah, just, like. <laughs> It's just perfect, you know. He's like he's like one of the guys. I love love that interaction. I mean, that's fine, but did you see the sunglasses? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find a picture of them because I remember them, but I go back and watch yeah, the I'm end of the to, movie for to... me again, and uh, you'll change your mind. You'll be like, oh, "That was right. right, Elijah was right. That is the coolest <laughs> part of this movie." So we can get into worst now, but real quick, while we're speaking of uh, Hawkeye. You know what? I'll save it yeah. for later. We'll save it for mm. later. A little bit of a tease. I got more thoughts on Hawkeye coming Ooh. up. But let's get into worst thing. Sean, okay, you lead okay. off the hitting for the worst section. What do you think is the worst part of this movie? I feel like because of the way they have put together this whole cinematic universe lead up to Avengers Endgame eight years later, there's so much like mystery behind who is this outside power Thanos like what do they want with the Tesseract I feel like in a lot of these previous superhero movies um, the lead up movies or the um, uh, kind of standalone ones it, there's kind of a nice um, who's the villain type you, you can kind of understand who the villain is and get around that and it kind of wraps it up whereas I feel like just in the nature of this as being the first kind of introduction to this new universe and um, introducing this broader uh, kind of world, there's a lot going back. There's a lot of mystery. I feel like in a in a first time um, watcher might uh, like if I was going to show this to you know someone who's never seen an Avengers movie, I feel like they're going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the one of the the least my least favorite parts of of Marvel is you kind of have to watch so many movies to really get your mind around uh, the whole yeah. plot 
the overarching the loading yeah, phase so. is too long. There's just too much time where you got to spend catching up, reading Wikipedia pages, watching recap videos before you can even sit down to watch the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, it's you know you have to take it at sort of a base level and not really uh, appreciate it fully, which is kind of yeah. where I think I am at. They're enjoyable movies. It's if you try and dig deeper, it can get a little yeah. bit. Uh, that, I mean, that that bookends perfectly into what my worst does segment, and that's really just the whole soap opera that is Marvel. There's some scenes, especially in this movie, where it just <laughs> feels very soapy. It felt like there were like a hundred scenes where they're just sitting around a table in the spaceship, like arguing about yeah. something that, as someone who's not like keeping up with this franchise, I have no idea about. And they're just arguing about, yeah, well, we had the one, remember this thing that happened? Yeah, well, when that thing happened, I had this one thought that about this other thing that happened. Now I'm putting these other things and it's like, I don't know what any of these people are talking about. I don't know why they're arguing with each other. It's like, just relax. Why is this like, it's like, you know. And then, then yeah. they look into the camera, it's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like a soap opera. It's a soap opera with capes. If you're writing a research paper, there'd be a lot of citations and sort, exactly. source materials that exactly, they're referencing. Dog. That's what I. Or you you kind of have to do work. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to do work. I'm trying to watch a movie. Watch a flick. I need to pause the movie now and look up a, a, a 15 minute YouTube video to be. Not necessarily this movie because we kind of know everything, but. See, this is a classic case, though, of what I complain ones. about that you guys, you know, dog on me for is like, if you, you know, it's it's almost like it's like the gym is there right don't be mad at the gym for being there and you just don't want to do the work to get the results like all that <laughs> info is there Ooh. like and don't be mad at the movie for having like all this extra detail that you just don't want to dig up because when you actually go and dig it up or when you look at it from like with hindsight it's so great to see like all those pieces fall into place um. does that make sense so like don't make, get mad at the movie for like saying like oh they put too much detail, and I don't want to. I have to watch all these, these like background things. I think that the tricky part, Rudy, is um, at least for me, there's a, a large amount of time between the like cornerstone movies in this franchise, sure. where it's like there's like Doctor Strange is out there. Um, Black Panther was good, but it didn't have a whole lot to do with like this other. T- I don't know. There's a lot of movies in between that were really good standalone movies, movies, but um, I feel like the big cornerstone movies that explain a lot of this kind of background mystery of the Tesseract and the Stones and Thanos and everything were two or three years in between, and it can be. I remember when I was watching these past Avengers movies that are, came out in the last two or three years, it's like you almost have to see previously on the <laughs> Avengers yeah. to get like the soap but. I enjoyed I see what the you guys ride. are saying because, like, I I feel the same way a lot of times when I'm. I enjoyed the ride. Yeah. It was just. It, it it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, I guess, in a sense where you can't really just sit down and watch Lord of the watch the Return of the King and know exactly like enjoy it, like, you know. That's true. It's really exactly. any movie that's part of a franchise, but I do think I think that is one piece that like Star Wars. Well, initially that Star Wars excelled at that initial trilogy is like each of those first three movies, the the original trilogy, those like could work on their own. You could be a guy sitting down and like, you could only have seen empire strikes back and it still makes complete sense. And has a complete narrative arc is like, here's the movie. I don't need to know everything going into it or all of the back history or the history between these people. 
I just know, I just can watch this, sit down and watch this movie and understand it. And there's merits well, to it. It's like you're saying, Rudy, just, there's, there's a yeah. huge payoff, you know, if you put the work in, but. Exactly. It's like, it's, that's what's great about the series is that like, you have all this built up, you know, uh, history with these characters and which brings me to my worst part which is i thought you know uh agent colson dying him getting capped it's like yeah it sucks because like in the all the marvel movies there are up until this point there are no like murders of any important characters like they're always okay or it's like really light but with this one it's just like he wasn't major enough so they kind of just took him out and then the whole like way that nick fury handled like the blood on the cards like did he go and get he got the cards from the locker and then did he rub it on the dead body yeah, of that agent colson that's or did he use ketchup like i don't know what what the deal well, the was thing that, that kills me is like spoiler alert if you don't want to hear spoilers you can fast forward to the end of this pod and listen to next week's pod but <laughs> like what Coulson comes back eventually, right? That dude, he's he returns. They bring him back from the dead, like the next movie, right? Somehow he gets mis- like magically reanimated know, or something. I don't, I don't think check. so. I don't yeah, think that that's guy's totally another Marvel movie. So. He's in previous ones, but I don't think he's any in any future ones. Maybe maybe because of the time travel aspect of the last Avengers movie. I don't know. I thought yeah. they brought him See, back. From I the like dead. time travel and a contained space, but when you use time travel, sometimes it can just it just is so confusing. <laughs> yeah. It makes a confusing in, soap opera even more. He's in like, That's Marvel. what I think happened to the X-Men series was they didn't really know what, what else to do and they just used a bunch of time travel and just feel like it muddies the water. But it's a good movie. I like I That's liked what Avengers. bothers me is that it's not it's not it's just sad. That was a, a sad part of that movie. Yeah. So it should have no sad parts in it. No yeah. emotional gravitas. No, it's no. just, uh, you know, I thought that was, made me feel bad. <laughs> I guess I'm just a wuss about that. There's got to be, there's got to be some kind of like stakes to it though, you know? I mean, I, I think it would have been even better if they killed off someone significant, but the problem is going into these movies, you know, you know exactly how many more films these actors have left on their contracts. I can remember going to see Avengers in the theater and being like, well, I know none of these people are going to die because they have you know, there's four more Captain America movies that are going to come out yet. And it just sort of takes away the suspense, the mystery. What if George R. R. Martin did a, a Marvel movie? Everyone <laughs> yeah, would be dead. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I liked Agent Coulson. I felt bad for him because everybody like would always be like, oh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> and he was the best, right? Like I loved his fanboy scenes where he's like fanboying yeah. over Captain America. Such a nerd. That ties it all into No, but it ties it in together. He's like, that's why he became the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he was so into the superheroes. Let's yeah. let's transition into a, a different uh, topic. Well, not, let's transition into our next segment, which is what seven people call the bread and butter of the podcast. We're talking recast a role. This is the segment where we uh, pick a role from the movie. We put on our executive producer hat and our, or our casting director cap, and we uh, we recast that role. We take an actor and we say, "I don't like this actor. We're putting a different actor in." So we're starting this off with Rudy. Rudy, Ooh. what role are you recast? I got a hot one. I think uh, you're gonna want to just close your ears on this one, Elijah. Ooh. Shut your ears. Close your ears. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. Plug your ears. Plug your ears. Plug your I'm ears. not. Um, I want to hear it. Let's go. I live the for the heat. <laughs> I love the cast. Like I said, we talked about uh, Robert Downey Jr. last week. He's the man again. 
Uh, I'm big Chris Evans fan. I know someone's gonna he's someone's gonna recast him, but I think not that I'm a big Chris Evans fan, but I really like him in this role because he is like he's got to be super corny. You know, he's from the '40s. He's got to have that like corny attitude, like I'm here to save America, and that's just like perfect. So everybody's perfect. The one guy that I thought was kind of a dud um, was Mark Ruffalo's rendition of the Hulk. Okay, Ooh. and I think it's part of his character is like he's got to be this kind of like skittish. I'm afraid if the Hulk ever comes out, yeah. Um, what am I gonna do? And he's like a nerd. Um, so I want to switch him out with a guy who I also think would be able to play a good, you know, super genius, but kind of like has like a uh, Napoleon complex maybe. Edward Norton. No, Matt Damon. What? Huh. Matt Damon. I want to see him with glasses, really nerdy, short, and he's, you know, just like him in Goodwill Hunting, he talks really fast and they're like <laughs> no one understands what he says, but then he just kind of comes and becomes a Hulk and he's just like, "That would be cool." Uh, I do not see that even remotely. Maybe I, that's why it's good. Yeah. You're an anti-Matt Damon guy, aren't you? I am. I'm not a not a so I can see that. I, I could see that working. Not a big Thank Damon head, but uh He's a ner- he could be nerdy like just like in The Martian where he was just like a super genius. He's played that character before. And this it could add Yeah, but there has to be of, some sort of like underlying current of like rage there. And he doesn't have that. You know, Matt Damon, I feel like he's about as like deep as a plate of cereal, you know. And you think Mark Ruffalo is much deeper? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, yeah, I'm not gonna stand, sit here and vouch for uh, for Mark Ruffalo by any means. But uh, are we all recasting think, the Hulk? I I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm just just providing. Just just commenting on Rudy's Rudy's recast. But I think that um, I mean, I don't know. I you don't I have like, to come around. You don't have to come around. That's fine. I like the uh, I like the the original uh, Edward Norton performance. I think it's a shame that you didn't get the chance to see him in yeah. this movie because I do think he did have that sort of He's Edward not, Norton. Every role he plays, he does sort of have that like undercurrent of like this guy could rage. blow at any second, yeah. you know. But he's, he's not like, doctory enough. He's not what. Doctor, like he can't be a doctor. You can't see Edward Norton being a doctor. Even if yeah, you put I a suit could. on him, he's just too like. No, I think so. I think it can, I can picture it. Nah, that's who I had as the as the recast is just leave Edward Norton in. I I thought it was it's weird that in the universe that you have three different Hulks, and I I don't understand. I even liked Eric Banya um, in the two thousand three or four version. Mm-hmm. Um. Deep feel, cut. Anyway, so I think it's just kind of a strange move to, and then the new movie that doesn't, he doesn't have an origin story, a standalone movie like Thor, or Captain America, or Iron Man. Why you wouldn't just leave Edward Norton in? And I, I read that they, they kind of clashed in their thoughts for the character, and that's why they recast it and didn't go with Edward Norton. Yeah, it sounds like there's some debate over the the uh, exact reasoning for the uh, character switch there, her portrayal switch there. But yeah, I do agree that it seems like the, they, like, rather than making an origin story, which or, like, going with the origin story that they already had with Edward Norton, they just, like, shoehorned a new one into this one, and we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. And this sort of movie is, like, it's, like, it's seventy five percent the Avengers, but there's like a twenty five percent role where it's just the Hulk movie, you know. And Mark Ruffalo does a good job. I just, I just thought it, for the, for the fans, it was kind of a disservice to have all these different Hulks over like a you know five or six year span. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He's like you know he's a he's a lukewarm glass of milk, but 
it's not really like I don't really have any strong feelings about it either way. Just like the Spider Mans, right, Sean? There's like five different Spider Mans. Yeah, it's just you know to reboot a character. I feel like is a is a lot of um, a lot of work. So I just didn't understand why they why they made that choice. Just pay pay Ed whatever he wants and let him make the character what he wants. He's you know incredible actor. So. He's a legend. He's an Academy Award winner. Whatever yeah. that means. Whatever that's so, worth. That's my recast. It's really just like a an uncast. It's an uncast. New- oh, so I did last week. Um, my my recaster role, who I'm taking out, I'm swapping is like Rudy foreshadowed. It's Captain America, Chris Evans, pulling him out from Steve Rogers. I don't really. This isn't really going against the Steve Rogers. Uh, Chris Evans' portrayal of that character. It's more the fact that I think the Chris Evans portrayal of the Human Torch was really good. And it was like one of the few redeeming parts of those early uh, Fantastic Four movies. I think he should have held out for now Marvel is going to buy that or Disney is going to have access to that. those characters, I believe. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know really the political drama of that whole thing. But he should have held out for when they inevitably do own that IP and they are able to make a decent Fantastic Four movie so he could play that role because I think he like he's better as like, you know, hot shot flame boy than he is at like Flame Boy. I just feel like it's a waste <laughs> of Chris Evans. I'm not a huge Chris Evans guy, but um but anyway, in that role, that Captain America role, I'm putting in Channing Tatum. Oh, boo. My boy, 4chan Tatum. That's horrible. That's not horrible at all. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. (laughs) He could totally be in it. Channing Tatum, you kidding me? How is he like, he's not America. He's just like all about himself. Oh, he's all about America. I feel like he would be more like a Hawkeye. I could see him being more of a Hawkeye. He's like a quiet, like, he's not a leader. He's not a leader. Captain America isn't a leader either. He's like an out of touch boomer. (laughs) Captain America is the leader. He's the captain. Everyone refers to him as captain. He's the captain. I'm, I'm the captain now. That brings me that great that great scene in New York where they're in the city and like he's like he's talking to the police captain and he's like, okay, we need this that we need people in those buildings and there's they're coming from the left so we gotta evacuate out of that bus and the police guy's like, why who are you like why should I listen to you and then he just beats up the uh, aliens that fly in, <laughs> kicks some butt and he, and he just like immediately is like yeah you're right we need guys in this building blah blah blah. The funny thing is I I think Captain America is definitely the leader in this movie but I like Tony Stark's. Uh, leadership model better. I feel like he's just more to the point. I feel like Captain America yeah. sometimes is like stuck in the past. Like in the one scene, he's like, "We need to discuss a plan of attack." And yeah. Iron Man's like, "Plan of attack is attack. Like, let's just yeah. get it done." My plan. Yeah, he's is definitely ha- definitely has a little bit more of a uh, you know capitalist mentality of just like everybody do what yeah, whatever you're best at and we'll yeah, make like it work. Whereas. Uh, Captain America is more uh, totalitarian or authoritarian in his. Uh, no, he's like the New Deal style. <laughs> yeah. He's the New Deal. Let's all chip in together. We'll make this country great again. <laughs> so whether or not we can agree on uh, Channing Tatum being a uh, positive or negative Captain America, I did have one question pertaining to uh, Steve Rogers that I wanted to bring up now before we move on to cut a scene, add a scene, but um. Wouldn't, uh, like, not that this movie's, like, 
very realistic or anything, but realistically, wouldn't a guy brought back from like the World War II era, wouldn't he be more racist than Steve Rogers is? <laughs> I think he went through. No, he's from he New York, dude. Training. <laughs> he he went back. through sensitivity training. I think he went through sensitivity training. Like here's the deal: fifty, Seg- Steve, 50 modules. segregation is no longer a thing. He went out to a camp in Utah and got uh, converted to to being in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently he's now woke. All woke people. That's funny. No, he's from New York. New York was a uh, very tolerant up and up through the 40s. Okay, the great state. Okay. Good, good take though. That's funny. It just popped into my head that one scene where he gives uh, Nick Fury the like ten dollar bill. It's like, is he tipping? Oh yeah, I wanted to ask about that. What was the bet? Is that what that was? It was a bet. There was some bet there, right? I don't know. I thought uh, he was like tipping him because he thought he was like the the ooh. like I don't know the pilot or something. That's what I thought it had like. That's what made it me think of the uh, you know shouldn't he be more uh, boomery in his opinions? I feel like boomer Maybe wasn't even was a really bet. a Maybe thing in two thousand twelve. Yeah, I'm right. googling it. It's a new thing. They still respected elders back in 2012. <laughs> I do think that was a positive. Of the movie is like him being out of touch. I think those are yeah. always those bits always land where he uh, like where am I? What's going on? That ten dollar bet. It's when it goes back to the gym scene where Nick Fury is trying to tell Steve Rogers, "Listen, you got to come on board. We're assembling." And he says, uh, Nick Fury says, oh, there's this guy, Loki, he's not from around here. Uh, there's Lauer, you're going to need to bring you up to speed on the world. He's gotten even stranger than you already know. And then Steve Rogers says, at this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Nick Fury says, 10 bucks, you're wrong. As soon as the ship, <laughs> the stupid ah, freaking aircraft carrier flies up into the space and goes invisible, he's like, okay, I'm surprised. Gosh, 10 bucks. The invisible boat ship. <laughs> Is this oh, a yes. submarine? Yeah. Any other thoughts Greg, on any of that? No. No. What were you going to say, Rudy? I was going to say, did Greg get a cat? <laughs> so it looks like. Apparently, Greg got a kitten. This is breaking news. Greg. It's live Shout on Greg. the pod. This is our reaction to Greg getting a kitten after we told him to get a dog instead. Congrats, Greg. Kittens are much easier to take care of. I'm a big dog guy, but, you know. But they pee and poop in the house. This totally derailed the pod. Thanks, Greg. Your cat Thanks, cat Greg. pig. Just ruining our, <laughs> our work of art that is we're this podcast. To, we're going to have to restart again. Moving into cut a scene, add a scene. This is the segment where we cut a scene from the movie and we add another scene then, yeah. into the movie. And we add another one, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very complex, but uh, hopefully with some explanation, you guys can understand the concept. <laughs> um, what are you guys cutting out, Sean? We'll start with you on this one. What are you what are you pulling pulling out of this movie and putting something else back in? What what do you think is lacking, or what do you think there's too much of that you're cutting yeah, out? Yeah, what I'm cutting out is sort of some of these excess characters that I feel like if you're building this this whole universe. There's some of these roles that I feel like are kind of just, and with, with those roles being cut, you also have some time that's just some scenes that are cut. So like Kobe Smulders, Agent Maria Hill. Smulders. Yeah, I feel like babe. There's just some like little little riffs with her and Nick Fury that are just sort of like unneeded, um, and so I don't really know what 
her whole deal is she's not she's hot i don't know if she's supposed to be like a new phil colson going in the future or what but i just feel like any scene kind of exchanged with nick fury and and agent colson or and uh agent maria hill is kind of unneeded so you're cutting Um, you're cutting kobe smolders out of the movie entirely yeah and i'm also gonna cut hawkeye (gasps) i feel like what what out of the entire movie you're cutting a whole event yeah wow why this is ambitious i love it i feel like how many how many avengers do you need and more (laughs) i do like i do like jeremy renner i think he's a good actor but i feel like his whole role i mean i don't know he has a bow and arrow like people have like alien (laughs) guns like i just feel like he's a little out of touch with the weaponry of this movie (laughs) he is like captain america says the legolas of um, was it was it Captain? How does Captain America know about yeah. Legolas? No, no, it was a uh, Tony Stark. It was Tony. Yeah, apparently, apparently, Lord of the Rings is a hit motion picture in the universe of Marvel movies. Yeah. So anyway, I feel like there's a lot of like ScarJo's trying to like get um, Hulk like ready, and she's dealing with Hawkeye. I just feel like there's too many things that she's responsible for, and I feel like Hawkeye overcomplicates it. Yeah. So, and going into the next movies, I, I, I like his character. I just am trying to, trying to cut some, some fat. So I feel like. Okay. So we're, we're completely cutting out Kobe Smulders and you're also cutting out Hawkeye completely. What are yeah. we adding in here to, uh, it's better be something big cause you've already trimmed a lot. Yeah. So movie. what I'm adding <laughs> is the American institution of Samuel L. Jackson. Nick Fury <laughs> needs like multiple more scenes of him <laughs> With powers kind of similar to Scarlett Johansson and Hawkeye, where, I mean, I feel like both of them are just sort of like secret agent type, like weapon specialist people. <laughs> and <laughs> what they do is just like so vague. Yeah, it's so vague. And I feel like Nick Fury. Well, they, could, they wear these out, these black outfits with lots of pockets yeah, on them. And they just kind of That's shoot, how you know they're they special. shoot pistols and bow and arrows. So I'm taking, in cutting uh, Kobe Smulders and uh, Hawkeye, you get more Nick Fury. And Nick Fury actually fighting people. Um, mm. Showing mm. his worth. Because um, I think he's a, a, a good a good part of the series. But you never really see him fighting anybody. He's doing a lot of like PR and mm. like back scenes, UN like delegate <laughs> roles. Where he's council. like talking to all these people on video conference. Snooze, you know, snooze fest. Yeah, I'm like, I, I want him in battle. Yeah. So that's what that's, that's the courtesy now to scene. Take it. Quick or leave take it. on a uh, quick thoughts on Hawkeye. Is it his whole like shtick is that he has like perfect aim, right? Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. He's so perfect vision. Uh, to me, that was ironic because the first three times you should see him shoot in the movie. They're all with the gun, so maybe he only has good aim with the bow and arrow. But with the gun, he shoots Samuel L. Jackson, or he shoots Nick Fury in the chest, which doesn't kill him because he's obviously got a Kevlar vest on, rather than shooting him in the head, like right in the brain or something, and killing him on the spot. And then later on, he's shooting at uh, Kobe Smulders, and he misses her like three times. He fires like three shots at her, and they all miss. So where's this guy's incredible aim? See, he needs what a bow and he's arrow, supposed dude. to be good at, he's not even good at, so... Yeah, no. he's not even good at aim. But he's it's all worth it. It's all worth it at the end when you see that uh, those wraparounds, so... 
I'm not cutting him out for that reason. Give Nick Fury I'm actually, the wraparounds. I'm cutting out the entire, like, sort of like what uh, Sean was saying, but the opposite. I'm actually cutting out the entire Nick Fury speaking to the board of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Yeah. All those scenes. There's, like, a whole subplot going on with, like, nuclear weapons or something. Major snooze. I don't have time for that. No. Just, like, extra added baggage. And uh, we're adding in more scenes, more part. I want to make the the scene where they're like everybody's suiting up, uh, suiting up. We got the band together oh, scene. Yeah. I want that longer and bigger and better, better soundtrack, better clips of like belts buckling and like you know gloves Helmets being pulled on. on. And stuff. <laughs> Those scenes are tight. They should have made that like on. four times bigger and longer. And like each guy gets his own segment of like suiting up. Just a bigger, better. Get the band together, suit up segment. Multiple like segments. The highlight of the movie. I like that. There wasn't enough of it. It's just tough in this one because like they kind of come out of nowhere, so it's like they're not all together. They kind of like meet in New York, but yeah, that would be tight. So my cut of scene. <laughs> um, I don't like. It's a it, like. There's a lot of things that are goofy about this movie. I thought the whole um, Jeremy Renner like, what they call it, cognitive recalibration. <laughs> that's where he gets he gets hit on the head, and like that totally knocks him back into reality instead of being like the drone, one of Loki's drones. I thought like that whole like weird psychedelic, yeah, uh, uh, what's going on? Uh, 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 that whole scene is like pretty dumb. Yeah. So I'm cutting that out, <clears throat> and I would, I just want to see more of uh, Tony Stark's wealth. <laughs> you know, he builds that whole tower. And it's just like this sick tower right in front, right behind the um, Grand Central Terminal. And it's like, it's the detail's really cool because like he's got this little landing pad like right on the top floor where he lands on it, and then his suit starts like taking itself off as he walks yeah. into his bar. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to see like a MTV Cribs version, like walk around of his whole place and all the cool <laughs> gadgets he's got. An Architectural Digest video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Stark Towers. Here's, let me show you into the... Now, this is a piece of artwork that I got when I was in the middle of Africa. No, that's good. I like that. I agree with that. I mean, I, I think overall, I think you're, you're, most people are just a little more high on uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, Tony Stark character than I am. I think he's fine, but it's like I had perfectly enough of him. My big you're question is... Tony Stark? No, he's in the movie enough, you know? It's just like I, he, oh, he's, he's in a he couple is, scenes. I, I get, get my fill... Dude, that scene where they're in Germany and he flies in and he like, you got Loki. He's over all the people. You have you have Iron Man fly in on the jet. No, no, he, you have the jet fly in and then Iron Man flies in and he uses his tech to override the P, PA system on the jet oh, to yeah. blast ACDC. That's like it was so baller. It was just I love that scene. That's like a testament to how long and arduous this movie is. I like completely forgot that scene was in it when the, when I was watching the scene. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know this was here," and then I forgot it again until just now when you mentioned it. This movie is so long, but yeah, I mean, it's, like it's, it's fine. It is, you're right. Series. That is a good scene. I like any scene really where they use uh, modern rock songs or like popular music in movies. So I'm down with that. But um, my biggest question pertaining to uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man is. Why is his style so bad? Every single one of the outfits that he wears in this movie, trash. He wears these like big baggy flare pants with gigantic sneakers and then like a small <laughs> t-shirt. 
Like, who dresses like that? Who's the stylist for this movie? I need to check. I, I didn't really notice that. Just I don't know, up. dude. He works like the low-key, like, I'm super wealthy, yet laid back. It's kind of like how Michael Jordan dresses. Did yeah. you see? <laughs> Speaking of outfits, did you see that blue shirt that Captain America was wearing in that one scene that was, like, super tight? It was, it was like, so tight. It looked like it was All his shirts are like that. He used to size up, like, two more sizes, I think. Yeah, look I up, know. Look I up Robert know. Downey Jr. style. I think it's because he's, he's on the short side that he wears the... I think he has to wear, like, platform shoes. So he wears really big shoes, and then to hide the fact that he's wearing really big shoes, he wears these, like, bell-bottom pants. Oh, perhaps. Speaking no of Tony Stark, did you? We can talk this about has been his style phone. corner with Elijah, Robert Downey Jr. You're not in it this week. You're out of the style corner. He wore that Black Sabbath shirt. That was cool. He got his. He got his phone upgraded though. Did you guys notice that? <laughs> yes. Finally. He's not using the flip phone. It's like this dope, glass piece of glass. Yeah, I think uh, Tony Stark is the same uh, costume designer as uh, Ben Gates in National Treasure. Just like, <laughs> please. What are you doing? Please. He's not walking around with flared out collars and acid wash <laughs> jeans. Those like glasses, though, that uh, Iron Man always wears, like <laughs> oh, yeah. tinted. Those are just Big cringe. trash. Those are just Big cringe. trash. Absolutely yeah. massive trash. I have some more some more uh, miscellaneous questions if you guys don't have anything else. I, yeah, I have one. Shoot. Let's hear it. Start. <laughs> um, they have the technology to fly an aircraft carrier out of the ocean and make it invisible, but they don't have autopilot and they need pilots on all their planes. <laughs> That's true. What do you got, um, though? Shoot. Well, first up on my list is, why is the Hulk not always naked all the time? Oh, yeah. Do his, or does he only wear stretchy pants? And, like, <laughs> was he wearing stretchy <laughs> pants on the ship and then when he fall out of the ship, he just kept growing and that's why he, when he landed, he didn't have any clothes yeah. on? Or does he just like keep getting bigger and eventually the pants? Like, what are the mechanics of the whole no clothing? Idea. And that didn't guy they make just like a whole random th- pants in that like <laughs> yeah. brick warehouse thing that he landed? Yeah, <laughs> right? oh, yeah. Didn't they make like a, a, my Hulk, a naked Hulk penis joke in one of the uh, movies? Do they? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's just Where he's like, naked. That's a good call I, though. Why? How do his pants some, stretch? Yeah, it's like he must have like either be wearing like the stretchiest pants of all time and have them custom made but i highly doubt like sean saying i highly doubt that totally random watchman would have access to these forever stretch pants that the hulk would need to wear (laughs) so somewhere there's a disconnect and he should just really just be like just a giant green naked dude running running around i think just to make the movie more scientifically accurate you know well in the comic was he as big as he is in this movie i feel like they made him so large um, compared to they should just make him more like back in the original Hulk like that um, Lou Ferrig- Ferrigno yeah, yeah Lou Ferrigno it was just kind of like they didn't have it's just a Jack Jack dude yeah it's just like green. Lou Ferrigno was the Hulk <laughs> and now it's nah, like let's lame. make I him 15 big. times the size of I, I am all, yeah, I'm all for it. make him as big as you can. Make him thirty times the size of a person. Okay. Let's just go massive Hulk. I think he does get smaller. Like in in uh, Endgame, I think he's smaller than he is in this one. And he's it changes from scene to scene. Like if he's inside yes. of a, a building, he'll only grow to a certain size. But if he's outside, he grows bigger. He's like, he's like a goldfish. Yeah, yeah. He just goes to the size of his <laughs> to environment. His environment. 
And his pants do too. <laughs> right, let me, I'm trying to think if I want to. There's two more. I got two more questions for you. Okay. <laughs> First, just a little bit of an observation. When the plane is taking off to launch the nuke at New York City to blow it all up, mm-hmm. Nick Fury runs out with an RPG and he just launches it right at the plane. So I just, what is the thought process that goes through his mind to think firing this this launcher at a plane that is ostensibly carrying a nuclear weapon on it? Like, dude, is he trying to blow up his whole ship in the middle of the? He's trying to save New York City. So he's willing to just, like, you'd think you would want to wait until the the plane had left, so you're you're not just like dead in the water, you know? Yeah. So you don't I die. Think, I think I think the real question is why are they sending two planes? Like they know that he's gonna go after the first <laughs> one, so they have to send the decoy. The old switcheroo. You better send both. You better send both Gets just in case time. Nick Fury tries to blow up the first one. <laughs> How long does it take them to fully rebuild New York City? And isn't just like the entire nation crippled from this? And yeah. like, I feel like you see it in later movies. I don't know, Rudy, you're just watching Doctor Strange. Like, isn't it completely back to normal in Doctor Strange? Yes. Or in, in Endgame, I think it's back to, or Infinity Wars maybe is the one of the newer ones where it just looks like normal again. I feel like it would not be that quickly put back together no think about like what are they gonna do with all the bodies of those gigantic aliens yeah right (laughs) they have to build a new island out of like all the freaking well they bring that up in the spider-man with uh tom holland oh do they yeah they were like scrapping all of the um uh like carcasses of all those things yeah i mean well see back to our original discussion of Got to watch all every single Marvel movie. Yeah, seriously. But I, I feel like you have that kind of incident where you have a full-on alien invasion in New York City. It's not like life's just like, okay, going to go back to work tomorrow. I think, you know, <laughs> just like everybody now, it's a new normal. Right, you know? yeah. Like, talk about, like, coronavirus and quarantine and all that. That's really, like... I mean, think about it. Not only do you find out that superheroes are real, but you're also finding out that aliens are real. Like on yeah. the same day. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't they know it's that superheroes are real? I guess there's probably like, like deep web like rumors yeah, and like grainy theories. videos and stuff. Yeah. There's like a Reddit But like it's about not it. out in the open. Like we saw you know, that. Tony Stark. You know, Tony Stark has a suit. Yeah. That's pretty much about it. There's nothing. This is like the first thing that's like dimensionally. You yeah. Know, that's a good point. People are acting way too normal, I think, in given the circumstances. (laughs) All right. To wrap it up, just one final little discussion question for you. I've been wondering this. Why is it that Marvel continues to get such high uh, regard for these movies? But Transformers doesn't get any love. Because <laughs> watching this movie, the main thing going through my head as I'm watching is like, this really isn't that different than Transformers. It's just like gigantic CGI battles of things fighting each other. Why don't you love this movie as much as you love Transformers then for a quick follow-up? <laughs> cool. Mainly because it doesn't have Shia LaBeouf in it. And I think there's like intricacies to the, the Transformers CGI that it make it more interesting to look at than... You know, just two guys shooting laser beams at each other. But to me, I feel like there's a there's a scale of like it's cool to like Marvel movies, but it's not cool to like Transformers. But I feel like the differences between them are not that are not that yeah very similar. I like that question. I think that's a good question. I think it has to do more with like the outside, like the, the way that Marvel has targeted like 
the rides and the toys and like it's it's everything that goes around it's just marketing Marvel. it's like the marketing that goes around it and you know transformers has the cool cars but it's like i don't know <laughs> you feel less emotional when like the car transformer dies than when one of the main avengers dies you know i don't know okay speak for yourself i was crying when uh, optimus prime passed away okay it's a good question though i don't know yeah the answer it is it is similar in just like huge blockbuster um alien invasion type movie but I don't know. I think it's, all I'm doing is trying to get some critical justice for Transformers. Maybe it's, we need a critical reassessment of Transformers. Maybe too many solar flares. That just has something. Uh, <laughs> too many solar bad to flares. Avoid. That's fair. That's a fair fair criticism. I can't wait till we get to the uh, Transformers three loose concept episode. It's gonna be legendary. We should just do a three hour megasode of all three all Transformers. Three trans- movies. Oh, sign me up. Actually, I just want to listen to it. <laughs> I'm going to have like an out-of-body experience talking about <laughs> it. Underrated movies. Underrated movies. All right. Boys, let's wrap it up. Say our goodbyes next week. We'll do a little... Uh, going to have an announcement of a guest who's going to be on the episode. <gasps> we'll save that for um, the beginning of next week's pod. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of a mystery. Consider this a little tease. But uh, we'll tell you now the movie that we're watching so you can watch it and be prepared for the discussion. We're watching... Rudy, announce it for us. The one and only. Drum Wait, roll. I thought Sean was supposed to announce it. Sean, announce it for us. Drum roll. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. It's available for streaming on one of those streaming sites, probably the red one. Jeff Bezos, cut the check to get yourself featured on Lose yeah, Concept. Just do it already. Drop the bag on the boys. Three million is the price. It's cheap That's advertising it. in yeah. today's world. Cheap advertising. You'll get exposed to millions of listeners via our podcast network. Jeff Bezos, hope you're listening. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see everybody next week. Remember, above all things, keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual. Price on my hands and dead or alive. Hey, I, I have an idea. How about we get back to the important topics, like the fact that I almost had my face cut off by a Decepticon. As a taxpayer, I'd like to lodge a complaint, as a matter of fact. You look gorgeous. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. <laughs>